cassettes, and welcome back to another case of the Black Case Diaries. Woo-hoo. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Tonight we are talking about. Pokemon. Yay! I want to hum it so bad. <laughs> Go ahead. But not the one that you well, think. We're waiting. No, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't. No, <laughs> You're I, like, now I'm on the spot. Oh my God. Also, no. I can't do it with people watching. <laughs> yeah. Slash listening. Mm-hmm. Well, we're watching. Yeah, we're watching. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon. Detective Pikachu is about to come out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you're listening to this, that's when we recorded this episode. So we thought we'd just go ahead and hop on the Pokemon hype train as Detective <laughs> P- Pikachu <laughs> makes its way into the station. So we aren't necessarily the best people to talk about Pokemon, me and Marcy. <laughs> But Adam is a great candidate for this. Hey, yeah. So we are we are really excited to hear Adam talk about this show. And uh, let's just get started, right guys? Yeah. Okay. You guys ready to hear about the history of Pokémon? Yeah. So you guys remember because I remember mm-hmm. we were children when this happened. In the late 90s, Pokémon became a huge sensation almost <laughs> to me almost overnight. Mhm. Everybody played it. Everybody knew what it was, except me and Marcy. I think we were the only two people in the world who, only two kids that did not play. And our siblings. Or watch Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, we were still stuck on Pogs. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) everyone else is, you know, doing Pokemon cards. Boglins, maybe. (laughs) Or Beanie Babies. That was my thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was just so soaked. I was just in over my head Nickelodeon that Mm -hmm. I just wasn't even... (laughs) <laughs> Wasn't even thinking about anything else. So, uh, Pokemon was created by Satoshi. Jihiro, t- t- I can't. I keep thinking the T is a J. Tajiri. <laughs> yes. Satoshi Tajiri. Pokemon was created by Satoshi Tajiri. You got it. Hey, there I go. Woo! Go. As a child, he liked to capture insects and tadpoles near his home. And those were, it was like a little hobby that he did and he really enjoyed doing it. So as he got older, he thought it'd be really cool to develop a game so that other children can do this, but not with real insects, you know. <laughs> right. He decided to develop a game called Capsule Monsters, which later we know became Pocket Monsters, which became... Pokemon. 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 Yeah. That's right. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Pokemon, Pocket Monsters. When I found that out, I was pretty like, wow. Yeah. That's pretty pretty neat. So he was yeah. influenced by a TV show that he liked to watch when he was younger. I looked up the show. It was from the 50, like 60s, I believe. And uh, the show was called Ultra 7. And in the show, the main character used other animals to fight for him. And he kept those animals in small capsules. Like Pokemon. There you go. You know, when Pokemon, when they have the trainers fight each other. So when he first, he first had the idea to do the game when he saw the Game Boy. So he liked the idea of the Game Boy because one, Pocket Monsters, you know, the Game Boy fits right in your pocket. And he wanted it to be on the go, like traveling outside because he enjoyed being in nature, you know, getting bugs and stuff, as you mentioned. And... You can't do that on a home console like the like the NES or the SNES. So he he wanted it to be on the Game Boy, so we could go out and trade with other people, kind of play along with people in real life. You know, not relying on being or not relying on being sat in front of the TV or anything. He wanted wanted it to always be on the move, which is which is partially why Pokemon Go is considered to be the culmination almost of his original vision because you can go out and actually catch the Pokemon. exactly exactly they're out yeah. and about in 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 real space so that's kind of why he, i love pokemon go yeah pokemon go is actually <laughs> a lot cooler than people give it credit for sure it has a lot of the microtransactions and you know you have to pay to get more pokeballs if you don't use them wisely or, or anything something like that but but really at its core it's very much what pokemon is all about so uh, that's very cool. He was also inspired by the link cable, the you know yes, the, the Game Boy link exactly. cable, and he, he imagined he imagined the Pokemon traveling like crawling across oh. the cable from from one console to the other. You guys never played the games, correct? 
Oh, no, we no. were too poor to okay. have a Game Boy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I didn't have a Game Boy for a very, very that, long time. That was not something the, that I... <laughs> The Game Boy Advance was already out by the time I got a Game Boy. But anyway, it's funny that you mentioned that because in the game, um, when you trade with somebody, you have your link cables connected, and the animation that plays on the screen is the, the Pokemon going into its ball and then being sucked into a tube... <laughs> Oh. And the tube, like the balls, you know, will pass each other. That's so cute. And they Aww. go to each. And, and it's still like that all the way up until the very newest game. When you trade with somebody, they go into the ball and you see them come at each other and basically trade places like in, nice. in real time. So it's very cool. Really There's a, cool. Yeah. So it really personifies a lot of this together and social a- aspect of the game. And it's really, really cool. Um, he so yeah just going back to as he developed the game uh he formed game freak which was a developing company that almost went completely bankrupt as they were trying to put the game together Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh, no. yeah uh, cause oh, no. it, it took some time it took some time you know just as anything would take some time but he tried to pitch the idea to nintendo and nintendo said no i think he pitched it maybe two or three times and then he got one of his friends to pitch it to pitch it for him Shigeru Miyamoto. Yes. Um, and gamers or just Nintendo fans would recognize that name. Um, famous for his creation. Super Mario of Brothers. Mario, yeah. And Legend of Zelda. And right? Legend of Zelda, yes. Super Mario Brothers. I'm not a gamer. I don't want anyone to get confused. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I love Super Mario Brothers, though, and I can play the shit out of that game. I'm really good at it. Yeah. And and yes. Mario, is, <laughs> Mario is probably the most iconic gaming character. Yeah. Of all time, I still. absolutely. Oh God, my wedding cake topper was Mario and Peach. No, just so just so people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a so it was a big deal that he um, <laughs> that he signed on and wanted to help with this project. Yeah, and so when he pitched it, Nintendo was like, "Yeah, I mean, we'll <laughs> you, do it." <laughs> you've already gave you've already given us huge successes. I think we'll. I think yeah, we'll, 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 we'll try it you. out. We'll, we'll, we'll give we'll we'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then they had to change the name, obviously, to Pocket Monsters. There were some trademark issues. Which is, you know, this happens a lot. Usually the original names kind of get thrown away. Mm-hmm. And on April 1st, 1997, the Pokemon anime premiered in Japan. So this is <coughs> a few years after, like, the game took about six years to develop. And after the game was released, it I think that what I read was that initially the game was not necessarily very popular. It did pretty well. They had originally 151 Pokemon, but the 151st Pokemon was like a secret. Mm-hmm. And people didn't know about it. And then as people kind of started to discover it, they did a little bit of like a campaign to get people to buy more stuff and get really into the into the game. It was Mew. But Mew is the mythical Pokemon that um, when they, they distributed him or her, I guess actually Mew is genderless because of, there's story reasons for that. He's essentially, I'll just say he just to make it easier on myself. <laughs> Mew is the genetic code for all other Pokemon, essentially. Um, the only two Pokemon that can use the move transform is Ditto, the little blob creature, and Mew, which means they can transform into any other Pokemon. Um, so it's a very special and a very big deal when yeah. the 151st Pokemon um, became a thing. And they still do that today with other mythical Pokemon. So Mew was like a special add-on that was only available to a certain amount of people if it did X, Y, Z, and that really kind of struck up some more interest in the game, and it got a little more popular. So when the show aired, after they had they had some manga or manga, they had some, <laughs> looking at Adam. Both. Is it I've manga? heard both. Yeah. I go with manga. Yeah. So uh, there was some manga or manga, <laughs> whichever one you like to talk to say, about Pokemon, Marcy. <laughs> Sorry, I was just dancing. Not you guys. Bomba. <laughs> Damn it. About Pokemon, and th- you know they started to do the anime television show, and none of this was available in the North America or the states until a couple years later. Uh, the main character of the Japanese anime was Satoshi, and you know as you guys know. They changed that name to Ash Ketchum for the mm. American. <laughs> which, which is 
Amazing. <laughs> Hilarious name. Right. And so originally the character was named after the creator. And he was based on a character from the first Pokemon manga that was already released. Right. Um, and his name is Red. And he was also the main character of the original game. The first two games were Red and Green. And then when they came to the United States, Red and Blue. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they changed <laughs> them. But Red is the character that you play as. And um, so they they kind of had that multimedia through line with the character Red from the game to the manga to the anime and later on to movies as well. Yeah. So when the show debuted in North America, it did it almost exactly the same time that the games were introduced on the Game Boy. They right. were both in September of 1998. And uh, the trading card game, which I noted here, me and Marcy both hated. Yeah, it was <laughs> I, I like the card game now, but back then I really hated the card game. Because me and Marcy went to the same school. Yes, we did. When we, we were in elementary school, and this exploded. And it was... Everybody had them. Oh yeah. We were the only two kids who didn't know what Pokemon was. <laughs> and didn't have the cards. And it kind of almost became like a rebellion. We were like, you know what? We're yeah. not going to find out what exactly. Pokemon is. We were we, like, it's stupid. That's you know why what? we don't like it. Yeah, that's, that's why we don't have, we, we don't know about it because it's dumb. <laughs> really, it was because it, the cards that came out after Christmas, I was, mm -hmm. we're talking about this, and it was mm -hmm. like, our parents were not going to buy us these More cards <laughs> when it wasn't time to buy us stuff. I mean, there, you know what I mean? There's very clear set aside times to buy your children things throughout the year. Our parents followed those. Yes. To a T. Yep. <laughs> Birthday, <laughs> Christmas. Pretty much it. Yeah. You know? I don't think Candy I even... Candy for Easter, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I did not go home and ask my parents to buy me cards when I, no. you know, because this is not, it was, we walked, I remember walking to the cafeteria and just, the place was just insane i just in my memory my clouded child memory it's like literally everyone we know has a giant binder yep. and it's just filled with all these cards and they're all just saying names that we don't know that <laughs> don't make any sense and all the toys and every happy meal is pokey it doesn't matter we didn't go to mcdonald's yeah. but still like all the toys are everywhere or pokemon it was inescapable it was crazy the recess like nobody was playing anything except for they would pokemon. play pokemon at recess and just like yeah, kids weren't like, like playing no. games anymore they were just like sitting on benches with their yep. like with their books and they were just like trading cards and and on the bus trading cards and looking at binders and i'm just like it's, it's funny i had a lot of cards initially you know i got some cards i remember vividly having a shit ton of bell sprouts uh, but they were useless, you know. If you didn't have the rest, if you didn't have the ones that it evolved into, then what's you can't use a you can't win with a bell sprout. Uh -huh. So I just remember having a tub of cards that was just all the duplicates and all the junk that I wasn't using. And then I kind of fell off Pokemon for a while. I I watched the show a little bit. I had I played some of the games. I remember playing Emerald version in school. <laughs> Do you remember, especially in high school, we had the tablets, and uh, the, somehow we got a, a Game Boy Advance emulator on there, and we would play Pokemon Emerald. It was amazing, um, but I never had this huge deep dive into Pokemon until more recently. I, I, I had always been a fan, and I had always watched the stuff and gotten into it, but it wasn't until I met my girlfriend that I really dove back into it in a big way because she's always been a big fan. And so it worked out that way. So thanks for that. Shout out. Aww. Um, Aww. <laughs> but as far as the show goes, I am, I am pretty well versed in the first season or, or I guess it's the first couple seasons. It's all of the episodes that cover the uh, Indigo league, which is the first league that takes place in the region. Kanto which is based on a region of Japan, uh, which is pretty cool. A lot, of, a lot of the regions in the Pokemon series are based on real-life places. There's one, uh, the, the games Black and White are based on the United States. The, that region is called Unova, because it kind of something, Unova, United States. Uh, 
That was kind of what they were going That's for. It's a way better name than the United States. <laughs> t- t- tell me about it. I like Unova way more. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we lived Let's in Unova? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something you can uh, get behind, right? In <laughs> but yeah, the, the first season is, is based in Kanto, which is the original stuff. And it, it follows Ash, the, the character, and he meets some friends along the way, specifically the most well-known Pokemon of them all. Pikachu. Pikachu. I remember just that was all I knew about Pokemon was Pikachu. (laughs) I knew that it was yellow. (coughs) I did not understand what it was. I was like, is it like a cat? Which is like a weird tail or... No, seriously. Like Like a lightning bolt tail for some odd reason. I remember I... He's an electric type, Marsha. Okay. Well, I guess I know that now. We know that now, but (laughs) like... I, I remember... Some somebody that in my family went to Burger King, and there was a Pokemon toy in like the children's meal, mm. and so I had a Pokemon toy and I brought it to school, you know, just to give it a test drive. Yeah, and <laughs> I was just because I didn't know anything about it, and like this kid came up to me and he was like, "Oh, that's a so and so," and like he had like all this information about it, and I was just like, "Duh." I, I know so much about Pokemon. <laughs> I knew that. You didn't have to tell me. <laughs> I also watch Pokemon. <laughs> do you I have, know all the stats. Do you, rem- do you remember anything about what it looked like? I'm so curious. I remember the ball really well because I mm-hmm. love the ball. I love yeah. the Pokeball. Yeah. And I love it like you twist it open and stuff, but I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was inside. Those were some of the best Burger King toys that it ever existed. The plastic ball that had a Pokemon in it. They were great. And they had the yeah. little clip on it. Yes, so that it you had could a clip hang. on it. Yep. I have yeah. I had a bunch of those too. Yeah, I uh, I don't know who went to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow what lucky duck got to go to Burger King. I don't think it was me, but I got the toy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ended up with a Pokemon, like one Pokemon card. I don't know how I got it. I do not remember how I obtained it, but I ended up hiding it. Um and I moved out recently. And I found it. It was, like, stuffed behind something or whatever. And I look at it, and it's purloin, okay? Nice. Good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Oh, but I also... All those Gen 1ers out there getting upset. <laughs> I also real. I looked at it, and I'm like, this looks like the name and the way it's, like, positioned on this card. I'm like, it looks very sexual. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm like, okay, wow. I mean, that's why you hit it. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, you're like, no one can see this. The no. way the way purloin is always depicted is very like, you know, that kind of uppity cat that you know they're in the Aristocats. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same like mm-hmm. this Ritz cat. Like, oh, <laughs> there are other cats that are more specifically for that, but purloin is very, very much drawn like that. Yeah. That's I just found it funny. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty funny. A little bit of a little bit of trivia too that I noticed while we were researching was I read that when they were going to market the game in North America, they tried to change the design of the characters because they thought that the the cute designs would not apply to North American gamers. And they eventually weren't able to do it, and they just kept the same designs. And I'm glad they did. Thank goodness, yeah. Because I love the designs. And also, who do they think we are? Yeah. Like, you know, like... (laughs) If you've ever looked this up, it happens a lot in games. Um, Look this up where you see the character or the the cover for the same game in both regions, and they're completely different. If you look up the Crash Bandicoot we talked about a little bit last week, um, Crash Bandicoot oh, so for that. in uh, in uh, in Japan is this re- real well rounded like orange blob character and he's real happy looking. It's like oh he's yeah. doing the peace sign I think. Uh, and in the United States he's like this sharp angly like guys breaking through the yeah the the logs and says crash right at the top you know so it's uh, very I don't know what it like is the they did different. it they did it with Spyro as well it's another example. Very round and fluffy, like Kirby. Imagine Kirbification. You know, <laughs> they turn anything into like a Kirby-ish yeah. character, and then in the United States, they do the exact opposite of that. Hmm. It's it's very strange, yeah, but I'm glad they didn't do it with Pokemon. Right. I mean, I, I like the way it looks, and I feel like if any of those other characters just looked like that out the gate, I still would have been like, 
I like this. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know, like, I, can't, I don't know why, you know, why things would have to be different for uh, to appeal to us. But. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't understand that either. Because there are other Pokemon in, because it started with 151. There are, um, or, or 150 if you don't count Mew. <laughs> there, all in all of those Pokemon, there are some that are like more, I guess you'd say badass looking. You know, like right. Gar- Gyarados or or Charizard. You know, you don't have to change all of them to be like that. You need some of those cuter ones, like Jigglypuff, Pikachu. I think they're like all kind of cute, like especially in Pokemon Go when you catch or when you when you evolve them, and after they evolve, they like they like growl. Like they do their, mm-hmm. ah, oh, yeah. you know, like they like stamp their feet and like, <laughs> I just, I'm like, all oh, tough. look at it. It's so cute. <laughs> Fun fact, that is their uh, special attack animation. Oh, You're welcome. It's adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. But specifically the show, I'm, I'm really glad they, they were able to translate the style very well to the show. And, and anime is the, obviously it's not just because it's the Japanese animation style that you know it started in japan and all that stuff but it really fit with the world of pokemon you know the the character if say you threw realistic characters in with these pokemon it might not look as good some people might look at detective pikachu and say (laughs) that but they they at least brought some updates to the pokemon for that movie anyway the anime is is very important in terms of getting the United States to accept not only Pokemon, but anime in general. And uh, Pokemon is, is credited as one of the, one of the shows that really brought anime into the mainstream of the United States, along with stuff like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto, those really uh, famous anime shows that are still going in some cases um, Pokemon still making new episodes as well. Um, without that, anime may have never become a somewhat mainstream thing right. here in the United mm-hmm. States. There are definitely ones that are mainstream, and mm-hmm. then there are ones that are not. Right. Like you, you know, and, and that's I don't watch anime uh, generally a lot, but you know, I, I recognize that it's a good art form. Yeah, and you you've watched. We talked about this a little bit before. Um, it really helped the United States specifically, and we saw that the t- the two highest grossing anime movies, not animated anime movies, in the United States are both Pokemon movies, the first two movies. Worldwide, you got some other ones in there. The number one right now is Your Name. Do you remember when that was in yeah. the theater a little, not too long ago? Yeah. But those, along with stuff like Studio Ghibli movies, yeah. you know... Uh, Spirited away, that kind of stuff. I like. I'll watch more movies that are anime Mm -hmm. than TV shows. I don't know, maybe just because I'll I tend to fall asleep. Uh, I definitely tried to watch Naruto, Mm -hmm. and when I was watching it, I was watching uh, the sub version. Yeah, yeah. and I was just I was in college, (laughs) and I was very tired, and it was just like I couldn't read the screen. Yeah. And I just I fell asleep. You know, like it was just really hard for me. I know. It, people are going to people are going to if there are anime fans listening, I'm going to lose some points here, but I prefer <laughs> I'm sorry, but I prefer to listen to dubbed anime <gasps> because oh, it's no. just easier. <laughs> it's just easier. I You can do other things. A lot of times well. <laughs> well, yeah, that in one in some cases, but there are there are so many things happening so quickly. I'd rather see it. I'd rather watch the amazing art and the the yeah. the action and whatever's going on rather than reading subtitles. I actually have a hard time with subtitles on anything anything. Yeah. It's not it's you know I'll watch stuff that's mm-hmm. I, I like subtitles sometimes for the like the second or third watch mm-hmm. through something but generally the first time I'm watching it it it, it distracts me from the actual visuals and mm-hmm. so I have a harder time taking the whole thing in. Like, we were watching Game of Thrones the other night with subtitles on, and mm. the white subtitles on that very, very dark screen that we were watching, it was just I was having a hard time kind of mm-hmm. balancing between mm-hmm. the two. And I'm I'm different, guys. I like subtitles the first time. Yeah. Yep. That's Gross. just me. That's just Whatever. Me. I like, I just like having them. They're really helpful they if you're helpful. watching a Sometimes, show. Sometimes, yeah. And, and and don't get me wrong, I will watch some shows with subtitles because some are not dubbed at all. You just they didn't 
get dubbed. They're not popular enough to, to be dubbed, so I, w- I will watch them. But as far as Pokemon goes, in the United States, it's always been dubbed. As soon as it came over, it was in English. They, they, they did that from the beginning. So when you watch it here, it's in English. Now, with things like Netflix and, and all the other streaming services, you can, you can watch the Japanese version of Pokemon if you want. I don't know why you would if you started watching it in English. I don't know why you would just switch to Japanese. Whatever, that's up to you. But, yeah, Pokemon's a huge deal when it comes to anime in the United States. Um, And that's why it's still going, and they've still made so many movies. Um, There are 21 movies out there, (laughs) and they're making another one this year. That's not Detective Pikachu. It's another anime one. I don't know what it's going to be called, but... Is Detective Pikachu the first... Yes. Okay. It's the first one that's not anime. Yes, it's going to be the first live-action Pokemon movie, I believe, I believe at all. Yeah. Because wow. I think there may, there, I mean, shoot, there are probably other little spinoffs that have been live-action stuff. I mean, they put, they put Pokemon in commercials with live-action characters. I guess that kind of counts. Right. But as far as full feature films go, this will be the first one of its kind. And potentially, will, I've heard that it will spawn a cinematic universe which everybody oh. wants nowadays, right? So bleh, expect more Pokemon movies. There I'm aren't okay just movies with it. anymore, right? Yeah. Everything's got to be part of the universe. Yep. It's, yeah. And and it's funny because uh, Pokemon's kind of doing all of the things at once. You know, it's got anime, it's got this live action one, it's got the show, it's got the games, and actually, um, now that I think about it, the next movie is is going to be a remake. All right. So they're jumping on that train, too. All right. Um, which brings me to the the first movie that I want to talk about, because it's the most popular and it's probably the most influential. What's the name of it, Adam? Well, I'll tell you right now. It's called Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo Strikes Back. <laughs> strikes Back? So did he strike the first time? Yeah. <laughs> when did he strike? I know. Who struck him? I know. It doesn't make any sense at all. And it's hilarious because they were like, this is the first movie. We guarantee you we're going to do more. What if it was a total flop? Right. It wasn't going to be, but what if it was? Yeah. Why would you name your movie that? Pokemon the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like when um, M. Night Shyamalan remade, did Avatar, did The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Book one, like, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Sure. Like that mess isn't going to get anymore. Um, (laughs) But... Mewtwo Strikes Back was kind of added to it. I don't know if that was a that was part of the name initially because I have the VHS that just said Pokemon the first movie on it. So I think they added Mewtwo Strikes Back in later to give it a better name because it wasn't great. Anyway, that movie is getting remade um, in the new lovely 3D uh, art style that everyone's using, like Disney. They yeah. just. I don't that know why. Asks for. You can look up the trailer. The trailer's only in Japanese at the moment, but you can look up what it looks like. It looks weird AF. <laughs> and I don't Great. use that term lightly. <laughs> uh, I think it looks very weird, but uh, probably we'll watch it anyway because I'm a fan. But what happens in, in. The reason why it gets called Mewtwo Strikes Back is because Mewtwo's a very important character in the lore of Pokemon. He was the first genetically engineered Pokemon. That is Mew, the rarest of all Pokemon. From its DNA, we created you, Mewtwo. Mewtwo? Am I only a copy? Nothing but Mew Shadow? You are greater than Mew, improved through the power of human ingenuity. From the little bit of DNA that they found of the mythical Pokemon Mew, they were able to clone their own version of Mew, hence the name Mewtwo. Mm. Mewtwo ain't happy about this. He's he's like the most one of the most sentient Pokemon there are. Even though you can think that it's kind of a weird thing where Pokemon are animals, but they're also pretty much just as smart as humans and like whatever. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that because it's a little weird. But Mewtwo is. Very angry. Yeah, they're just as smart. They're just like humans, and then you trap them in balls, and then yeah, make them fight each other. But what we're gonna talk? But <laughs> but but what it is? They're okay with it. 
Oh, because okay. I know, I, I, I know. It sounds weird. It like sounds, collectively, they're all fine with it. Yeah. It sounds weird, yes, like, and they don't like necessarily. They not all of them necessarily want to be captured, but throughout the show and throughout the movies, they really push this idea of friendship between uh, the Pokemon and their trainers. They will specifically show you trainers that are assholes to their Pokemon, mm. and they are obviously the bad guys of the show. <laughs> Ash mm-hmm. is a great example of a good trainer who will not push his Pokemon further than they can go. Well, obviously, they want to push him to be great, and he wants to win, but they, he's not going to punish them for failing or anything like that. And you see that throughout the show and the movie. So it's really, they really try to cover, they, they make sure to cover their bases mm-hmm. when, when talking about that. They know, try to show you how to take care of your own animals. Exactly, right? exactly. They're they're kind of they they are kind of pets, but they're also a little bit like more engaging than a normal pet. You know, they they sort of talk. They only say their names in the show, but they can they have a language and they have stuff to tell you. You know, but anyway, I was rambling a little bit there. Uh, what it means, Mewtwo strikes back. He's really angry at the scientists that created him. They don't treat him very well. He he's later captured by Giovanni, who's the head of Team Rocket. You guys know who Team Rocket is, and Giovanni is the head of that. He gets like he takes Mewtwo uh, to battle with, and he has this like armor on that controls him because Mewtwo's got these incredible psychic powers. Obviously, he's very unhappy about that. He's like, "Why am I being treated like this? Who am I even?" Yeah, he, has, he knows nothing, mm-hmm. so he escapes. And then his whole plan through the course of the movie is to capture Pokemon that are friends with humans. So he tricks these trainers, Ash and Misty and Brock, uh, the three main characters, to go, plus some other ones, to go to this island to supposedly battle an ultimate trainer for some kind of championship title or something like that. But it's all a trick. Hmm. Spoilers. (laughs) And... (laughs) And his goal is to clone all these Pokemon to create his own pure, perfect race of Pokemon who will then fight back against the humans, take over, blah, 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 blah. That's him striking back, right? So that's where the name comes from, even though it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. So it all happens within the same movie because a lot of people would associate that with two movies, like Empire Strikes Back, right? Mm -hmm. You've You've got A New Hope and then Empire Strikes Back because they blew up the Death Star in the first movie, so they need mm-hmm. to fight back, right? Right. But in this one, it all happens in the same movie. So so it still works, but not quite there. But that is a very important movie because it's the number one anime movie in the United States and um, really kick-started the plethora of uh, movies that followed. But the next one after that, Poke- the, these names are fantastic, by the way. They just <laughs> They just work. Pokemon the movie 2000 The Power of One. I remember this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when it I mean I just like remember it being out. <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal um for a couple reasons. One being the second movie, you know, follow, the follow-up to the first one. And secondly, it dabbled in the next region. And the next region uh, was called Johto. It was connected to Kanto, they were like neighbors, so like Ohio and Michigan, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. So we hadn't been introduced to a lot of Johto Pokemon yet. Everything is from Kanto. Only a few have made their way into the show, like Togepi, the little egg character that Misty carries around. And this movie really started to show them more. So people were getting really excited about the next region because Pokemon was originally going to be a one-off thing. It was going to be the first two games, red and green or, or red and blue, and that was going to be it. They had they had all of these other Pokemon from Gen 2 ready, and like they were kind of cut from the first game because they only had so much space to work with, and they were going to be done after that. But they thought, well, shoot, it was such a huge success. Why would we stop? So they made um, uh, Gold and Silver, which are the, the second wave of games the second gen and this movie started to touch into that which is super cool for fans um to get to see some new pokemon 
So the so I could talk about the movies for a long time. I could go down the list of every movie that there are so many of them, but I, I will say the names of the next two just because they're so good. They're just great. Uh, Pokemon Three, the movie. <laughs> nice spell, classic. Spell of the unknown, but not unknown. Unknown. <laughs> U N O W N. That is a Pokemon. Uh, if you've ever seen um, anything spelled out with these creatures that are just like they have one eye and they sort of resemble a letter, those are unknowns. They're Pokemon that nobody knows what the hell they are, but they look like letters kind of, <laughs> and there are millions of them. Hmm. So that's where those come from. I don't. I haven't even yeah. seen one in Pokemon Go. I know they exist. Huh. But so uh, the ones that weird me out in Pokemon Go are like the the magnetic type ones with the one eye, the yeah, Magnemite, yeah, Magneton. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like Melton too? Meltan. I thought, yeah. Meltan. I thought he was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, they, they are a little weird, and some people, these um, people who call themselves Gen Oneers, or I guess it's a derogatory term. Maybe not derogatory is the r- wrong word, but like a. Like a, ah, you Gen 1 or get out of here. You know, it's not a name that they call themselves. <laughs> like millennial? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I'm not going to name any names, Jaren. He is, um, they don't like the rest of the gens after <laughs> after the first one. So when you get to stuff like Meltan or there's another one that is very um, controversial named Klefki, which is like a fairy type Pokemon, but he just looks like a keychain. Um, Klefki is all the way in Gen 6. So oh. very long after mm-hmm. they haven't added the they haven't added Gen 6 to Pokemon Go yet. So you wouldn't oh. But they look like a he looks like a keychain, like a literal chain of like a ring of keys. Hmm. And people are not happy about it because of, <laughs> why does it look like an inanimate object? And a lot of people are getting upset about that kind of stuff. So it is it's totally understandable that to think that stuff like Magnemite and Meltan look weird because they look like actual objects. You know, they've got magnets on them, or Meltan's head is like an actual. It's like a, it's a yeah. nut. Like a nut? Yeah. Or a, a, yeah. Yeah, a nut. It's a nut, yeah. Uh, so it, it's very it's very strange there, but it works. Yeah. You know, yeah. It works. I like that you mentioned Jaren by name. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've never had him on the show, but I think we've mentioned him three times now. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just think that's really funny. Name drop. Yeah, he's a friend of ours. In case yeah. anybody's a first-time he, listener, he will. He would say that he's not a Gen Oneer, but he absolutely is. And you know, you are. <laughs> okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about for this. Um, thanks for hanging with me, guys, through all this because I know you guys have been loving it. Anyway, uh, this is your time to shine, Adam. Yeah. Oh wow! I, I really take wanted. It. I really wanted you to step up to the plate and take it. You know. I'm trying my best. You're hitting it out of the park, man. You're doing a great job. I'm trying my best. So the last thing to talk about, I just wanted to mention some of my favorite episodes from the show. I am still currently working my way through the show. I've made it to the Orange Islands, which is the second section. It's not really season two, but it's like when when the first series ended and the second series began. It's when they introduced some new characters and a lot more new Pokemon. But, um... All of the ones I'm going to mention are from the first section. So a lot of people will, a lot of fans would would recognize these episodes. Ash and Ash, Brock, and Misty are the three characters throughout the, this whole thing. So I'll just say the the main characters. Uh, and their trainer is tra- correct. Yes, they're okay. well. Actually, um, yeah. Ash is a trainer. Okay. Uh, obviously, he's trying to become the very best, like no one ever was. And then Misty is a she's also a trainer, but she's also a gym leader. Okay. Who's kind of lived in the shadow of her sisters who were running the Cerulean City Gym. All of the cities are based on colors. Cerulean is the biggest one. I was about to say, that is okay. Yep. The only one that's not is Pallet Town, where Ash is from. Pallet Town is a palette, all the colors. And then all of the other cities are named after colors, like Cerulean City, Lavender Town, stuff like that. So that's why Um, he's the best trainer, right? I mean, exactly. He's got 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 all the colors. Yeah. Yeah. But, (laughs) but. (laughs) Yeah, Misty lived with her sisters at the Cerulean City Gym. She was kind of, she's actually the best trainer out of all of them, but they're older than her, so she doesn't really get her way. The very first episode is where Ash gets Pikachu. Um, He wakes up late to get his Pokemon because as soon as you turn 10, if you want, you can go get a Pokemon from the local professor. 
So Professor Oak was giving out all these Pokemon to the, the kids coming that day. And Ash woke up late and had to run down there in his pajamas to get anything. Le- there was nothing left. Because you oh. normally would choose between Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. So he had to get what was left. And Squirtle is the damn cutest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, turtles are my favorite animal. There you go. Well, then you'll enjoy one of the episodes I talk about here in a minute. But... The only Pokemon that Professor Oak had left was a very grumpy Pikachu that (laughs) did not enjoy being in its ball at all. I think I should warn you, there is a problem with this last one. I have to have a Pokemon. Well, in that case... Pikachu! Later on, it starts to rain, and some... Spiro fly out of this tree, but they attack them, including they and they attack Pikachu very heavily, and he gets very hurt. Mm-hmm. So Ash, still wanting to be friends with Pikachu, uh, carries him. The Pokemon Center is not for another couple miles down the road, so he he stumbles across Misty, who happened to be fishing nearby, steals her bike. He's <laughs> like, oh, I need your bike, bye. And she in she finally catches up to him later and it's like, You owe me a new bike because he destroys the bike. <laughs> of course. Whatever, whatever. The bike gets lost, right? So that's why she's traveling with Ash, is because she she he owes her a bike this whole time. Obviously they become friends, but really it was because she stole his bike or he stole her bike. So Brock is the last character. He's he's the oldest. Um, he's like 16 or 17. Ash and Misty are... So old. <laughs> I know. Ash and Misty are both 10, I think. He's the rock-type gym leader, and he loses to Ash, and we realize that he doesn't really want to be a trainer. He wants to be a Pokemon breeder. So he's like, I'm going to get out of here and like follow what I actually want to do. So, that, so they're all traveling together now. All right. There's okay. your context. <laughs> there's the background. There's the so context. That's good. Yes. So this episode, Charmander, the stray Pokemon, they they are between towns at this point, and they stumble. They they're trying to find a place for shelter. It's raining, storming, and they run to this shelter. And while they're inside, looking out the window, they see a flickering light just out there. They're like, "What the heck is that?" So they go out. The audience is shown that it is a Charmander sitting on a rock, holding a leaf. Over its oh, so over its head, but the thing about Charmander, um, you guys know the flame the on his tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that flame goes out, they die. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what? that. Well, yes. you know, it's crazy. I've I found so many Charmanders in the rain. Yeah, out. right. <laughs> Which yep. doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Yeah, they must all have little. Leaves. They must have their leaves. <laughs> but the thing about this Charmander is that he is it's a real bad storm so he's like the flame is like down to candle size you know it's supposed to be a nice flame so he's he's the equivalent of like very sick you know so they go out there and grab him and bring him back to the pokemon center get him healed up he's okay but the next day he goes back out to the rock he was sitting on and just sits there again oh it's like what what are you doing oh you're gonna what's going on so they need so they're trying to figure out what the heck is up with this Charmander and they overhear another trainer, an asshole, obviously, because he's like, I'm the best trainer there ever was. I just dumped this Charmander outside and he, he I told him I'd come back. So what did you do with the Charmander? Uh I left it on some rock in the woods. <gasps> that thing is so stupid. No matter what I do to it, it keeps on following me. I finally got rid of it by promising I'd come back for it. But I'm not going to come back because he sucks. Uh. You know, so he was going to leave. And the Charmander trusted this guy so much that he was going to wait for him out there. Which is incredibly sad. <laughs> but, um, so that's a an episode that a lot of people remember just because of how dang sad it is. And Charmander's so loyal and so cute and it's Aww. real sad. But, But they... 
but they are able to convince Charmander that the trainer is an asshole and he goes with Ash. So the next one um, I want to talk about, this one you might like, Robin, is called Here Comes the Squirtle Squad. Aww. <laughs> so Which, there's more than one? That's so cute. Yes, there are six. Six of them, I think. They're so cute. And they Aww. wear sunglasses. <laughs> sunglasses? <laughs> yes, if you want to Google a picture of the Squirtle Squad, you'll find it. It's, oh, it's yep. adorable. We're, we're doing but that right are But <laughs> they are basically... This gang of squirtles that are just terrorizing this town. They don't have a trainer, so they just run wild and play tricks on the whole town. <laughs> just causing lots of mayhem. So, so, so it's. <laughs> they look like a little king. Yep, they are. They're adorable. Well, the squirrel squad. Is there one in that picture that has pointy sunglasses? Yep. Yes, I can tell he's the leader. He's the leader, yep. yeah. absolutely, and. Um, and obviously they do all kinds of stuff and ash has to prove himself tough enough to uh to to the squirrel to the squad. he has to, to prove himself squad. tough enough to the squad and then he that's where that's where ash gets his squirrel so that's a great episode as well one of my favorites island of the giant pokemon doesn't really have any specific plot development in it because like, he doesn't gain any new Pokemon or anything like that. But it's a really fun episode where they stumble across a weird island. This oh. is like a three-part series. This is the last part, I think. Now, Pokemon don't usually get this size. Um, they're all very well measured and documented by the Pokedex. Mm. But um, in this episode, they're giant. And it's very strange, but yet very cool. They get chased by giant versions of all of the starters, the Charizard, <laughs> Blastoise, and... Venusaur, um, but then they discover that it was actually an abandoned theme park. Of course, it was. What? <laughs> yeah. So all right. Basically, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. The, the giant Pokemon were all mechanical, and and it, that's awesome. Know, that's great. And then, okay, there are just a couple more that I want to mention. Electric Shock Showdown is a great one because that's when Ash takes on Lieutenant Surge, the electric type Ooh. gym leader. Aww. And this is one of the ones where the bond between Ash and Pikachu are is like solidified, because Ash has to decide whether or not he cares more about Pikachu or cares more about winning, because he he goes up against Lieutenant Surge, who has a Raichu, which is what Pikachu evolves into, right? Yeah. So the first time they fight, Raichu handily defeats Pikachu easily. Right. And. Basically, Lieutenant Surge says something along the lines of, well, you're not going to win if you don't evolve your Pokemon. I don't know exactly what he says. Oh. So then Ash is like, well, should I evolve Pikachu? Do I really care that much about winning? But Pikachu is kind of afraid to evolve. He doesn't want to change who he is. Pikachu likes himself. Yeah, okay. You know? Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to be forced to change. But But Pikachu is Ash's Pokemon. He could have done it. But, you know, Pikachu doesn't really want to. So does he care more about what Pikachu thinks or does he care more about winning? So obviously he picks Pikachu (laughs) over winning. Obviously he picks winning. (laughs) So he has a Raichu now. Um, But he kind of leaves it up to Pikachu by the end of it. He's like, I don't don't care that much about winning. What do you want to do? Pikachu, what do you want to do? Pika... I really want to beat that Surge, but I also don't want to force you to evolve if you'd be happier staying the way you are now. And Pikachu decides to not. So, um, another one I want to talk about, the Song of Jigglypuff. Um, Aww. Yay, Yeah, Jigglypuff's a great Pokemon. This one is where we find out that that Jigglypuff's song puts people to sleep. Um, This particular Jigglypuff has a dream of being a... uh, a performer, a concert Aww. singer, and every time and these Pokemon don't have dialogue. Nope, they just say their name over and over. And you just know that these are things that they want. Mm-hmm. That's crazy! Mm-hmm. Wow! It's it's. It, I wish I could be. It's that a testament. Magical. It's a testament to the writing Marcy, of the show. Marcy, they, Marcy. Yeah, they do. A, they do a great job of sh- of being able to portray that stuff with without words. You know. Yeah. But there's inflection in how they s- speak, like Jiggly. 
puff when she gets all upset. And it's like so. So it's you Adam. Know. That was so cute watching you do that. <laughs> what? Thanks. Um, but so Jigglypuff has this little microphone that she carries around and sings to people, and they're like, "Oh, we'll listen to you. It'll be great." Well, and then, wait. So when she sings, is she just like making like sounds? The, no, she sings Jigglypuff. Oh, that's so cute. So it's just her name. Puff. Yeah, that's so cute. And and that's the that's the tune. And it, another throwback to the game: the 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 move "Sing" is a status move that will put your opponent to sleep. So in the show, everyone just passes out <laughs> while she's singing, and then she's done singing. She's like, "What?" Everybody, as- everybody fell asleep. Real- Jigglypuff. Exactly. Jigglypuff. <laughs> and she gets all poofed up because she's the balloon Pokemon. So she gets all poofy. Oh, kind of like a cat tail when they get all oh like, excited. Their tail poofs up and they... Yeah. You know, Jigglypuff kind of does the same thing. Oh, <laughs> goodness. And her microphone turns out to also be a marker. She pops the top off <laughs> and she draws all over everybody's face. Because oh, like, amazing. oh, you son of a bitch for falling asleep, I'm going to draw on your face oh my while God. you're sleeping. It's great. Jigglypuff's wonderful. And That's actually, uh, Marcy, your drink is based on Jigglypuff, it yeah? It is. And you know what's funny is it's kind of putting us to sleep. It so really it makes is. sense. It is. I'm fighting it. I wonder if that oh, was the we point. we are fighting, yeah. Um, yeah, so what, what I have here is a Jigglypuff champagne float. So if you want to make it, it's just a pink champagne, any kind you find. Some raspberry sorbet or sherbet, and some raspberries to top it off. So it's very good. There you go. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm sure Jigglypuff would be a big fan. Check out our Instagram for a pic of it. Yes. It's it's the perfect color pink. I must say that. Yeah. Because it matches, Jigg- it matches Jigglypuff perfectly. <laughs> Thanks for. <that. laughs> yes, Robin has one too this time. Mm-hmm. It is good. <laughs> But again, I'm drinking. Marcy poured it, so we each had half a bottle of champagne. Yes, I did. I couldn't help it. I mean, it fit perfectly. So in the I will be napping later. All right. So hang in there, guys. I've got yes. only two more episodes to talk about, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. All right. So so bear with me here. <laughs> Before um, our nap. <laughs> another uh, one. One very. Some people will say it's a boring episode, but I wholeheartedly disagree because it it dis- it. We learned something that has been a question for a very long time. This episode is called Go West, Young Meowth. Oh, just like Go West, Young Man. Yes. It's like the the famous phrase. Yes. And this is the story of how Meowth learns to talk. Like a human. He used to be just a stray cat. Just a stray cat on the street, right? And throughout this, he's telling the story. Um, So he's reminiscing and he's narrating what's happening. So he is just out and about, and he sees a female Meowth in the window of, like, a shop. Some shops have cats out there that can linger around, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is what he sees. She's beautiful. Oh, love at first sight, right? <laughs> Aww. And he, and, but she won't give him the time of day. She won't even look at him hardly. Right. So he's like, what can I do to impress this damsel? And what are you? You're not rich. You're not even human. You're just a street Meowth. You'll never be human, so just forget about me. Um, and he, in his <laughs> mind, he sees her associating with people. Well, they talk. Mm-hmm. They can say words. So he, over a long time, trains himself to speak English. Oh, or Japanese, I suppose. Wow. wow. Which is crazy. And being a Pokemon still, he's able to translate everybody. All the wow. Pokemon. So so <laughs> it they use it a lot in the movies, actually. He learns to talk, and he's like, hey, what's up? You know, and goes up to this Meowth girl, and, he's, and she's like, that's weird. And she's like, Meowth? Why do you... T-? Exactly. She's like, why do you... Basically says, like, ew, it's weird that you talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. And when you're standing up... He also learns to stand on two feet instead of walk oh. on all fours like a cat. So this... So this Meowth still doesn't like him. 
after all that trouble he went through and Aww. and so he gives up on her and he stuck She's not worth it man exactly and he ends up go he ends up finding team rocket and finding a home there and mm-hmm. you know sure they're evil but they're kind of bumbly evil they're not really that bad <laughs> so so that's how meowth learns to talk and i think that's a really interesting episode it's incredibly sad and you feel very bad for meowth but you know he's still the bad guy so yeah. you can't feel too bad for him <laughs> Um, and then the last one I want to talk about kind of sums up some of the some of the last messages that Pokemon likes to to put out, right? We talked about friendship. We talked about socializing with with other people. Uh, it being on a mobile device, being able to go out and about and into the world of playing Pokemon and sharing it with friends, and and being very friendly to. Your Pokemon, treating them right, treating your pets right, that kind of stuff. Just treating right. animals with care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last one is very is a little bit more specific to the environment in general, not just animals. This one is called Dig That Diglet. Aww. Or Dig Those Diglet, I think, maybe. Whatever, because there's a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, it came up with one of the most wonderful little tr- chants in the world that sticks in my head every time I see the episode. Um, they, there's a construction site happening where they're trying to build a, a dam or a parking lot or something. Mm-hmm. And the Diglet are making it impossible for the construction to continue because they keep screwing it up. They make mm-hmm. the ground, they, they dig under the ground and they cause all kinds of issues with foundation and that stuff. And the construction guys are real upset about it. And but when you, whenever you hear them coming, or whenever they're doing their thing, they they kind of do this little chant, which is hilarious. The Diglet are the one. If you if you remember what they look like, they look to me like a little hot dog sticking out. Yep, of the Diglet yeah, is do. the one little hot dog, and then Dugtrio is the three, three of uh, them. You know, kind of like Magnemite and Magneton. It's just mm-hmm. right. two more of them stuck there, and it's a, it's evolved. Now. <laughs> but the little chant goes. Diglet dig, diglet dig, trio, trio, trio. Diglet dig, diglet dig, trio, trio, trio. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Aww. And if you've seen this episode, uh, if you're listening and you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Diglet dig, diglet dig. Trio, trio, trio. It's amazing. I love it so much. But you, that's how you can like tell they're coming, right? And 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 they continue to destroy whatever gets built or just cause problems. They even they even cause equipment to sink into the this little valley stuff like that and throughout it the construction people in the the head of the construction company is like we got to get rid of these diglet and they try their hardest you know that oh. they send trainers out there to try to catch the diglets all this kind of stuff but they realize ash specifically and the main characters realize that they shouldn't be doing this the diglet are only trying to protect their home because they live in this pile of dirt that you're trying to build on, and they yeah. they deserve, yeah. you know. So it, it's an episode that really encapsulates this environmental message where you shouldn't mess with the the homes of these creatures. They are just as deserving of a place to live as we are, whether we uh, whether we think that way or not. Whether we're it's our job to build on it, whether you know somebody's telling us to do it. It doesn't matter. We should treat them with respect and, and treat their home with respect. So it, it, a lot of messages like this come through in a lot of the, especially the shows and the movies. Some of that stuff is still in the games, but the games are a little bit more, you know, you're supposed to be having fun battling people and actually playing it. But watching it, they have to do some some more stuff, and they pile on some of these um, these environmental messages, messages of friendship and and, and camaraderie. And, and, and stuff like that. And it's a fantastic show. I understand that anime is not for everybody, but this is a very Western-feeling anime at this point. It, it's become such a worldwide phenomenon that you can definitely um, get into it without worrying about Japanese culture references and things like that. They do a great job of translating it. Sure, right, yeah. Th- there are some moments where <clears throat> they're like, one, that always makes me laugh, and it, in some of the episodes, Brock is is very good at cooking. Mm-hmm. We find out that he had to take care of his whole family. Basically, he has a ton of siblings, like you, Marcy, <laughs> and he had to take care of all of them. Basically, so he had to learn to cook. 
Um, so he he makes these like rice balls. There you've probably seen them. They're they're kind of like triangle shaped, with a little black patch on them. I, d- I wish I knew what they were oh, actually called. Okay, he, yeah. If I showed you a picture of one, you'd know. I know what, what you're talking mm-hmm. about. But he makes these, and he has them in like a lunchbox for when they take breaks or whatever when they're walking. And in the in the English dub, he's like, "Oh, here, have a donut." <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Those aren't donuts. Those are definitely not <laughs> <No>. donuts. <laughs> but whatever. You know, no so sugar in those. so it's not perfect, but in terms of like relying on heavily Japanese cultural references, it's not too hard to get into. Some anime are like if you don't if you don't get how life in school in, in Japan is, then you're not gonna appreciate the show. Something like that, but it's such a worldwide phenomenon at this point. They've done a great job of translating it, translating it over for all kinds of audiences. It's amazing. I love it. I'm still working through. I can't wait to get to Sun and Moon because they changed up the art style and it's a little bit more humorous, I hear. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to get that, to that point. But uh, yeah, I love Pokemon very much. And um, I hope you got. I'm going to show you guys some stuff and I, I hope you <laughs> maybe become yeah. a little bit more more fans than you currently I are. Like, no, I really like it. I like the games and stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't watch the show when it was on TV when I was a kid. Uh, you know, I had a bunch of older siblings and they didn't watch it. And Marcy, same same thing with Marcy. Mm-hmm. And I love Pokemon Go. It's a super fun game. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I love to play it. Yeah. You and, know? and it's only gotten better. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope uh, the movie turns out really good. You guys are going to come see it with me, I hope. Yeah, yeah we might go definitely. see it at the drive-in. This yeah, year. That, yeah that'd be, be that would be sweet. Awesome. I, I am very excited. And I'm excited to see... How the Mewtwo Strikes Back remake turns out, and any more stuff Pokemon related. I'm excited for Sword and Shield. Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield comes out on the Switch uh, this year, so I'm excited about that as well. Um, it's based on the UK, oh. which is a very interesting take. Most of them are based in Japan. There's Unova, I mentioned earlier, based in the US. Kalos, based on uh, France. Mm. And then the new one, Galar, based on... Uh, Great Britain and the UK, because the the female protagonist is a uh, Scottish, which is pretty cool. Oh, Sweet, wow. yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, one last thing that I want to say before we kind of say goodbye. Yeah. We decided to do this episode partially because of P- Detective Pikachu, but also because we had a cassette reach out to us and uh, suggest yeah. suggest that we do a Pokemon episode. He suggested a few things, and we will we might get to the other ones too. But we just thought that we should let him know that we we were thinking of him. Yes, th- yeah. thank you very much for the suggestion. It, it means a lot that you reached out to us. His name is Thomas Meehan. Shout out I'm name guessing. name drop. <laughs> thank, thank you for contacting us. Yeah, and he contacted us through our Gmail, which anybody listening has the ability to do. Yeah. So if anybody listening wants to contact us and give us suggestions, that blackcasediaries at gmail.com. Just give it a try. We're here. What other stuff is there, Marcy? Okay. We have also <laughs> Twitter. You can follow us on our Twitter account at blackcasediary. Tweet at us. Like, mm-hmm. we will answer. Come Ro- on, guys. Robin specifically is on Twitter a lot. So Yes. If, like, she... We need more interaction. Seriously. Just in case yeah. people were wondering, let's it's tweet. me. I'm the one tweeting. <laughs> let's tweet all about Game of Thrones and how how you feel about the Night King. And that's yeah. all I'll say. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, talk to us. Yeah. So then we're also on Instagram, um, Black Case Diaries Podcast. Yeah. So you can look at our lovely drink picks of the week and we do anything other else picks we too. post. We do yeah. Embarrassing childhood photos. Yes, that definitely we... check out the one from the SpongeBob episode. I have Robin. I have another one ready to share. <laughs> <laughs> it has Marcy in it. Oh man. Uh, oh, for geez. awkward preteen years. Luckily, luckily I've never taken an embarrassing photo in my life. Oh goodness. You need to go visit your mother and find yes. I'm kidding. I put them on my Facebook myself. <laughs> there are some beautiful yes. photos of Adam on his Facebook. That's yes, for sure. You d- oh, man. Maybe one day we'll awesome. share those. On no. Our- yes. <laughs> Never. Yes. I'm going to so delete good. those now. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Back when picnic was a thing, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's yeah. right. Some good stuff. Yeah. 
Okay, and then finally, we also have our website, blackcasediaries.com, where yeah, you can yeah, find yeah. all of our episodes and our merch if you would like something to walk around Where? in. Yeah. Dude, if I ever see somebody in public with a Black Case Diary shirt, I'm going to flip out. I oh, will too. I would hug them. Yeah. I, I'd go up and, yeah, give them a high five, I guess. Seriously. <laughs> Be like, oh my gosh, you like that show? I heard it's terrible. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but that Do you would have be... any yeah. suggestions for them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Ways to be better. Oh. But uh, so, yes, that yeah. would be lovely. Yeah. And we're working on a, we're starting possibly a new newsletter too. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be able to sign up for it. And we're thinking right now, just as we start out, we're going to shoot for monthly. So mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind getting a monthly newsletter from us talking about what's coming up next and, you know, other things. I might throw some, some personal information in there. Who knows? <laughs> yep. You know. Um, you can sign up for it right now. We haven't sent anything yet, but you can sign up for it right now. Just go to blackcasediaries.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the homepage, and it's right there. You just type in your email address, done. All right? And yeah, um, you'll get easy. some you'll get some cool news stuff, right? Some so, some most likely some uh, exclusive stuff too that won't be anywhere else. No, it will not. Mm. I'll, I'll try to think of the most exclusive things to write to you guys. <laughs> but yeah, we really appreciate anybody who listens to us or anyone who has listened to us. Yeah, you know we we like those numbers. Tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> so. All and right. With that, I think that's another case closed. Case closed. Yeah. Good night, Good job, Adam. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, Adam. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for doing that. <laughs> We're so sorry. We. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just hope that you guys are a little bit more interested in the show. I am. And the yeah. I want to. I want to watch check it. it out. I would love to show you guys some. I can pick out good ones for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ones you mentioned, I might well, I've, I've, check out a I've couple of those. I've all but spoiled those now, though. That's so. okay. I don't know. They're still part great. of the journey, I don't man. mind. <laughs> I okay. still watch rom-coms, and you know what's going to happen there. You're yeah. right. <laughs> all right. right. Well, all right, yeah. So, you know, tune in next week. We talk <laughs> about Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Ooh. King of Monsters is coming out soon, and we're going to have a very special guest. Godzilla himself. <laughs> yeah, a Godzilla expert. <laughs> His right. baptized name is Godzilla. Ah. That's right. <laughs> so, so figure out who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Peace.